Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Aleka Hammond, the leader of Greenland's Social Democratic Party and the only female party leader in the Greenlandic Parliament. I'd also like to thank LOAS, the group that's provided the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Alika, and thank you so much for speaking with us today. Uh, first, I'd like to ask you to introduce yourself. My name is Alika Hammond, and uh, I'm a woman from the northern part of Greenland. I'm the leader of the Social Democratic Party of Greenland, Sjumut also the only female uh, party leader in Greenland. And I'm also the leader of the opposition and uh, going to win the next elections. If I could ask you to tell me about your current work and what you currently have on the docket and any plans that you might have for the near-term future. Yes, um, the plans for the near-term future is on the economic level. Greenland is undergoing very big changes and uh, the changes will have very importance to us and that is within the within the minerals and uh, oil exploration in Greenland, and it will change Greenland drastically. It will change us culturally, economically, politically, uh, at all levels. And uh, I think that the work here is to make sure that if people are ready, people are knocking on the door for Arctic, and uh, it's a reverse problem we have right now. Before we were knocking on the doors of everybody wanting the attention, but now they are knocking themselves. So it means that uh, we have a new role that we have to make sure that we are to be the winners of this change and not victims. And uh, it means that uh, as politicians, as legislators, it's very important that we have a law and legislation that protects the Arctic at all levels, also on human level. And that's what I think is one of the most important tasks I have for the future. You're in a very unusual position among Greenlandic politicians and Greenlandic women. Uh, let me ask, on the route to where you are today, were there any unusual steps? Uh, did you have any unusual experiences? I'm an unusual woman. <laughs> uh, I think uh, there, what makes it that... Uh, that I'm unusual is because I come from a very, very traditional home, hunter's uh, family. My father passed away uh, during hunting and fell through the ice and disappeared. Uh, it's just an unusual story. Still at the same time, not very unusual for us in this region. Uh, still at the same time, I've been traveling a lot around the world and have seen other cultures and learned of other cultures and learned other languages. That makes That makes it unique for many Greenlanders that uh, I speak in the sense that people see themselves in me, but also at the same time they see a new Greenland in me as one person. That makes it unique for me and a very unique experience, which is my strength and also something that I use is very important. To, to, for an Inuk to think global is, uh, is not a natural thing. It's, uh, it's hard work and it's a lot of dedication to the work. And uh, I am uh, I'm different because uh, I never listen to I never listen to people that are saying that you know being different is something bad. 
uh, I don't listen to that. I I just do what I think is right, and uh, I've always had the courage to do so. How is the work that you are doing contributing to a better future for the Arctic as a whole, uh, in whatever sense that might mean to you? I I think that uh, the whole topic about Arctic on on global agenda will help Greenland to become independent faster than we think because the economic outcome and also uh, countries that we we do allies with uh, are opening up in much greater sense than I thought was possible. And I think also that it forces us to look inward in a global sense. And uh, I believe myself that Greenland will become independent uh, during the time when I'm still alive. And uh, I will, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's possible, I think it's within reach. When you look at the Arctic policy conversation, what do you think is missing? What should people be discussing that they aren't currently talking about? The human dimension. I think that the human dim- dimension is, is not present. People are talking about geology. People are talking about minerals. And people are talking about possible you know, outcome out of this to each country. But nobody's talking about the human dimension to that. Arctic has its own governments. Arctic has its own parliaments. Arctic has it's it's, it's a, a democratic world. Uh, the human dimension is lacking. It's not part of the debate anywhere, and that's what I think is is too bad because uh, the human dimension has much to contribute to the debate about the Arctic. And as the last question before I let you go, what do you see as the value of events like Arctic Frontiers? Why do you take the time and make the effort to uh, come to such conferences? The re- I think that the reason why the Arctic Frontiers is growing that much, I've attended two of this before, is uh, because people need a forum for a new topic. A lot of people are here first-timers. And that's because they want to know what's going on about the debate on on the Arctic. What is it we have to be aware of? What is it that my country can contribute to? And uh, that means that uh, the interest is exploding. means that the topic itself will be top agenda, international politics within a few years. And also the world is being remapped. And I think that Arctic Frontiers is doing a great job in remapping it in the right way. And I think that also it's very important for us to meet our friends and enemies at, at this present time uh, because uh, they are looking for observer stages all over. And these are the countries that necessarily are our friends. But I think uh, Arctic Frontiers is one of the uh, bodies that enable us, us to, to at least uh, listen, make them listen. Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites, arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loess, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more from them on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. 